Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight's a night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick wins in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Hell yeah, boys! How about that? You know, I feel the All-Star Race is a great place to test things, and I'm happy to see NASCAR using that environment and, and also uh, the Speedway willing to allow that to happen. I'm, I'm not a particular fan of it, but, you know, we certainly do need to, to orchestrate some better racing at, at mile-and-a-half tracks. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you for another weekly get-together Entering the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series All-Star break. And we've got lots to discuss here for you tonight. On this week's show, you're going to hear from Matt Kenseth. Went face-to-face with him over the weekend. Matt returning to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series and had a chance to visit with Matt before he took the green flag Saturday night. We'll also look back at Saturday night's KC Masterpiece 400 with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. Kyle Busch and his wife Samantha will be on to talk about a great charity that they are both very passionate about. It's called the Bundle of Joy Foundation. Noah Gregson, winner of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race in Kansas, will join us to talk about that win and preview this Friday's North Carolina Education Lottery 200 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Brad Keselowski's crew chief, Paul Wolf is going to be here. We'll talk about the new aero package that these cars will be running this weekend at Charlotte. We'll also hear from the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. He'll stop by and talk about voting day next week for the next round of five to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Also, we've got this week in NASCAR history, plus a preview of this weekend's all-star race and a whole lot more to get things cranked up this week. Kyle Ricky joins us now with the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle. Mike, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series heads home this weekend to the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the annual Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race this Saturday night. And many teams head home scratching their heads and trying to derail the Kevin Harvick Express. Harvick has won five of the first 12 races this year, including the last two at Dover and Kansas. Team Penske driver Joey Logano is putting a positive spin on Harvick's success, though comparing his season to where his team was a year ago. Um, the good news is we're closer than we were last year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, we're consistent. We're knocking off uh, top fives, top tens, getting stage points every time. And I think we're um, probably still second in points. Like you said, we're consistent. We're just consistently off of the, uh, the Stewart Haas cars right now. Logano won the All-Star event two years ago in 2016. Our live coverage begins on Saturday night at 5.30 Eastern time. And NASCAR announced the 2018 NASCAR Next Class earlier today. Nine young drivers moving through the lower levels of NASCAR with the hope of one day racing full-time in NASCAR's three national series. Among those in the class include the most recent NASCAR K&N Pro Series East winner, Anthony Alfredo, 
ARCA Talladega winner Zane Smith, and K&N West and late model standout Haley Deegan. See more on the class now at MRN.com. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got a NASCAR Live backtracks, and later, Noah Gregson joins us. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best, like free battery testing. Now you can stop the second guessing and finally start your car with confidence. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new one, AutoZone will test your battery right on the spot, free of charge. And right now, you can get a great deal on Bosch spark plugs for improved engine performance and fuel economy. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. I wrote this next song for a gal from Cheyenne. She'd never have told her how Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats. She said if they could love her pooch as much as she did, then so could I. Well, I couldn't. This next song's called Cat Person. It was a rough, rough night in Wyoming. The cat was out of the bag. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. On Saturday night, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series ran the KC Masterpiece 400 at Kansas Speedway. Here's some of the best in-car audio with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Full sitter Kevin Harvick. What a season he has had. Have a good night, guys. Hey, too, man. Hi, Kevin. Want to go flying here? Green flag goes in the air. Well, Kevin Harvick is going to see the caution flag once he crosses the start finish line. He will do that right now. Keep digging till I tell you. That's lap 30. Yellow's out. Yellow's out. I need the front to turn better, but got to be careful with my rear grip here. Simple. I'll put a little piece of tape on it. I feel like the rear might be a little bit better with stickers on. Is there a problem? We've been talking about how good the Fords are. Kevin Harvick right now running second. Is there a problem on board that car? Front still on clear, no rear grip. Rear grip's worse. Terrible traffic. Therefore, I'm not so sure I don't have a right rear going down. It would seem to be that Kyle Larson likes his race car at this stage of the race. And once again at Kansas, whoa, he's at the racetrack. Car broke loose on him. It's snapped loose. He'll grab a hold of the car. It's loose again. Off four. Whoa, Larson's hands are full right now. Yeah, just, just lose the whole corner. Simple, bro. We'll get you some wedge in him. Get your track bar down. See if it doesn't help you. One handle this time will run about a groove off the bottom of the racetrack. Try to take a little air off the nose of the Kyle Busch Toyota. Every time I get into slime where everybody's running, I just lose the car. Like, it wants to wreck. If Brad Kozlowski's a lap down, he was on pit road just a lap ago. You're getting mad, Paul. You're bringing it to us, bro. Bring it to us here. It's going to fall off. i got to come right now. If I take come now. Brad was saying that he thought maybe there was a loose wheel, so rather than play it safe or rather than sorry, they did come down pit road. Here's Kyle Larson across the stripe. The green checkered flag goes in the air, and Kyle Larson wins stage number two. Green and white checker right here. Get a water temp to finish. I think I'm pretty good in clean air. Traffic, I'm tight on throttle exit. Temper, are you pretty at all in clean air? No, I'm pretty neutral so far. Trouble back straight away. Couple of the cars get tangled up. Alex Bowman down across the apron. Yellow, yellow's out, yellow's out, yellow's out. We're going to have to have help. Yeah, because up the right front. Right side. That's cool. I mean, just three 
Larson now under attack. Ryan Blaney moving down to the inside. Oh, they make contact. David, turn number one. Larson's got a tire run and Blaney's in the wall. What the f are you doing? I don't know. Be ready, guys. Here we go. All right. Hey, back it down here. Caution's out. Take care of it here. Stay on the flat. Stay on the flat. We're going to have to pit. Got to clearance that left rear quarter. I mean, he can only run me up so high. I got you. Now, we also talked about a number of drivers that came to pit road. Not everybody did. Logano stayed on the track. So did Truex, Eric Jones, Denny Hamlin. A long list of drivers stayed on the racetrack. Kevin Harvick back in the eighth position. Still think you're in a good spot here. Yeah, I know. Just aggravated with myself. I'd rather lose going forward than hanging on deep end. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And we got the right guy going forward, so... Hopefully it works out here. Martin Truex Jr. with a lead. Kevin Harvick, two car links off the back deck lid. Clear by two, bud. Clear by two. Two to go at the line this time. Two more, two more. You can beat him. Go down low here. Harvick got it wound up tight on the outside. Here comes Harvick, but Truex slides up to put the block on. He went to the high side. You're going to take his line away when you come off over here now. Clear by two. Still clear by two. Clear by one here now. Clear by one. It is down to one car length. The battle for the lead of the win at Kansas. Truex at the entrance of three. Dives low. Slings wide. Harvick is there. Harvick around the outside for the lead. He's going high. Coming outside on you. Outside on you. Checkered flag in the air. And for the fifth time this year, Kevin Harvick wins in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Hell yeah, boys. How about that? Oh, yeah. Great job. That's how it sounded Saturday night under the lights there in Kansas Speedway with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner from Kansas, Noah Gregson, is coming up next. And later, Kyle and Samantha Bush join us. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steak House. That's what it's all about. Outback Steak Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. Daytona International Speedway is the place to be this Memorial Day weekend. If you have not made plans to be in attendance for the Country 500, time is running out. Lots of fun, lots of excitement, and you'll definitely want to be at the World Center of Racing next weekend. To get tickets, country500.com is your destination. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner Noah Gregson joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. One week ago, he gave one away, or the shot at winning one away. That's not going to happen tonight. Smoothly into turn number three. Smoothly off of turn number four for Noah Gregson. Noah Gregson, the 19-year-old out of Las Vegas, Nevada, will see the checkered flag. And Noah Gregson wins the 37th Kind Days 250 at Kansas Speedway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Friday night at Kansas Speedway. Noah Gregson winning the 37 Kind Days to 50 
as we welcome you back to NASCAR Live and we bring in the most recent winner of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Noah, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on picking up that checkered flag. Hey, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. It seemed like you had the truck of all trucks. Have you ever had a truck as good as the one you had Friday night? Well, you know, it's, it was funny because I was just telling my buddies last night, they were like, man, that, that truck looked perfect. It was it had a lot of speed in it. Was that like the best one you've ever driven? And I'm like, well, it was it was pretty damn good. I, I'm not going to lie on that one, but it wasn't, the, it didn't feel the best. It just had a lot of speed in it. Um, quite honestly, my Toyota Tundra was, was just really fast, but... I guess when they're a little bit loose, like my, my Toyota Tundra was this past weekend in Kansas, that's when they're fast. I always say loose is fast, on the edge, of, out of control. So that's pretty much how I felt. And uh, now I can uh, confirm on that saying. It's it's definitely true. How uncomfortable does it feel, though? It's very uncomfortable. The first stage especially, I was pretty loose. I was always chasing the, the car, so I was turning to the right in the corner just a little bit and then chasing my hand. So I wasn't spinning out. I was on the verge of it. and. At 160, 70, 180 miles an hour, it's it's pretty uh, nerve-wracking when you're behind the wheel and try not to wreck my Toyota Tundra. But uh, it all worked out. It was uh, it was very fast. The truck had a lot of speed in it, and uh, that's really all thanks to my chief Rudy Beagle and the guys. They worked so hard rebounding after the Dover wreck and to come back and fire off strong and practice and qualifying in the race. It uh, it definitely means a lot for me as a driver. You mentioned the Dover wreck, going for the win at Dover, coming to the white flag, crashing, going into turn three. How much did that gnaw at you the following week, and how much fodder and how much material did that give you to go out and say, hey, I, I can win this race, I can win these races, and then come back and then do it on Friday night? Well, I think it gives me more motivation to come back stronger, to come back hungrier. I'm a hungry driver. I'm a young driver who wants to win, and so I give it everything I got when I'm out on the racetrack and, and even off the racetrack, whether it's in the gym or studying film or talking with my team and, and just being there, I give it 100%. So it definitely gives me more motivation to come back stronger. I have the confidence this past weekend. I, I put the Dover wreck behind me the, the day after I raced the Xfinity race, and then I went through the last week just uh, preparing for Kansas, knowing that, hey, I'm a championship contender, even though I didn't win the race at the time last week while I was preparing. I knew deep down in my in myself that I am a championship contender and, and that I belong here and that I belong uh, racing with these guys. So it's uh, I had that confidence going into this weekend, and, and everything worked out in our favor. We executed all night throughout the race, and for me as a driver – I can't ask for any more in, in having fast toy to Tundras. And so that is uh, a big key to my success is uh, is with my team as well because they work really hard. And, and being able to unload off the truck and, and have that speed definitely helps you carry on throughout the weekend. Coming up, Charlotte Motor Speedway Friday night, your second start at Charlotte. What's it take to get around there? What do you need to have underneath you? And what do you need to go right to have success and, and win yet another race and go back-to-back? Well, I think having that, going back to that confidence we were talking about, that's a big part of it, as well as uh, it's just unloading with that speed off the truck. And I know that my guys at Kyle Busch Motorsports, they, they work really hard in the shop, and, and that definitely helps from a driver's standpoint is being able to have that confidence going in and 
definitely working with Kyle Bush, my uh, my boss, and, and going to be my teammate this weekend again. He's one of the best at Charlotte, and so being able to talk to him, debrief with him, and, and just kind of go over our situation um, with my truck and how it's handling. I'm not sure how it's going to be yet. Um, we've been doing some simulator um, stuff as of uh, the past couple weeks, but um, it's been uh, it's been good so far. Just uh, getting everything uh, sorted out and getting prepared for this weekend. So just being able to work with Kyle's a, a big part of it as well. Well, we wish you the best. Uh, you put on a clinic there Friday night in Kansas. We'll sit back, relax, watch you do the heavy lifting, and uh, see if you can put on another one there in the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. Appreciate the time and all the best to you, Noah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Noah Gregson winning the 37 Kind Days 250 Friday night at Kansas Speedway. And, of course, you'll hear him a part of our coverage of the North Carolina Education Lottery 200 on Friday night. Coming up next, Noah's truck owner, Kyle Bush, and his wife, Samantha, will join us. And later, Brad Keselowski's crew chief, Paul Wolf will stop by. He's fast, he's bobbly, and he's only at Advance Auto Parts. He's the Jimmy Johnson bobblehead you can get when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil at Advance Auto Parts now through May 30th. Also through May 30th, get five quarts of full synthetic motor oil and any Purolator Boss filter for $32.99. Advance Auto Parts, where oil is priced like it should be. Limit five oil chain specials per customer. See store for details. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. Doubleheader action coming your way from Charlotte this weekend. MRN's coverage from Charlotte Motor Speedway begins with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice on Friday, noon and 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Your destination there at MRN.com. Later in the evening, pole qualifying for the All-Star Race at 6 Eastern. And the Truck Series will be in action. The North Carolina Education Lottery 200 Motor Racing Network airtime Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, we're back with the big show, the Open and the All-Star Race, MRN's flag-to-flag coverage of those events begins at 5.30 p.m. in the East. Kyle and Samantha Bush join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, Kim Kuhn had a chance to sit down with Kyle and Samantha Bush and talk about a charity that's called the Bundle of Joy Foundation. It's a monetary award for in-need families struggling with infertility. Both opened up about their own struggles and what they're doing to help other couples in need. You guys were extremely open about your personal journey to parenthood and the struggles you had with infertility, Um, specifically your vlog, Samantha. I'd watched some of them, you know, 
they were heart-wrenching but uplifting at the same time. Why was it important for you, both of you, to share that journey with people maybe in a similar situation? Yeah, we're huge advocates for infertility because I think people just assume, you know, especially when you're younger, that it just comes easy and it comes naturally. And so I felt when I wasn't really talking to anybody about it, I was really depressed and sad and kind of just in my, you know, own gloomy place. And had I have spoke up about it, there was so many other people going through it. So, you know, we really felt it was important to tell people our journey and to be there for them. And still to this day, three years later, I still get, you know, a good handful of emails or social media posts every week asking, hey, I'm about to start this step at IVF or hey, did you feel like this too? So we're just really happy that, you know, with the Bundle Joy Fund, we can help other couples have their kids. But if we can't do that, at least we're a shoulder to lean on for other people. I believe one of the bigger things to that all was when we kept getting asked, when are you going to have a kid? And it was yeah. like demoralizing to her every chance. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're trying. And yet in the back of her mind, she's like, I'm going to freaking kill you. Yeah. I want to rip your eyeballs <laughs> out because we're doing all of this and trying to figure it out. And, you know, we've got a few sets of friends, too, that literally they walk by each other at home and they cuss at one another and they're pregnant. Yes. You know, so it's like, man. Is it really that easy? Yeah. Well, no, it's 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 not that easy. So for us, you know, we've kind of put the voice out there or the word out there that, you know, there are issues and complications in different people's lives and what they got going on behind the scenes. How did the journey strengthen your relationship? Because I know from the vlogs I had watched, Kyle, you really, it felt like you were Samantha's cheerleader through all of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it straight, strengthened us a, a, a lot. I mean, you can speak for it more than me, but um, to me, you know, she was always wondering why and asking why and it's all of this and you got to lean on your faith a lot in that situation and wondering if, you know, she's saying that she's not uh, a, a fit female in order to be able to go out there and have a kid. Well, I mean, look at her. Of course, she's fit. But mm-hmm. as far as being able to uh, conceive, we had issues with that. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that we grew stronger together in the relationship because I was there just trying to help her. Like, look, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It just kind of happens. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If we're going to figure it out. We just need to find answers. Like, you know, you just kind of keep trying to problem solve, if you will. And I feel like I'm, I'm good at problem solving. And sometimes um, in a marriage, there's um, there's no, no way to problem solve. But in this situation, there was. Yeah, he was awesome because I was obviously just super emotional and really couldn't look at the situation clearly. Um, and so he was the one to kind of pick up the pieces every month that we got a failed test and put me back together and, you know, try to get us on the best plan that we could. And it's hard because, you know, life keeps going regardless of what's happening. And so that was just something that I really think it could have broken us but because he was so supportive and I knew that I could tell him everything I was feeling it really helped strengthen us and get us through that time. The Kyle and Samantha Bush Bundle of Joy Fund helps families who are in need that are struggling with infertility really gives mothers a chance you know and I wanted to highlight that because it's Mother's Day weekend but when the two of you sit down and award a family a grant what's that like just especially seeing the relief on their face. I like get choked up talking about because some of the videos are so emotional. It's crazy. Well, first of all, we get so many applications. The application process, that is demoralizing. Yeah, it's gut-wrenching because you want to be able to just you know, pay for everybody, but we're getting 60, 70 applications at 20, 30 grand each. So that's just not feasible for our foundation at this point in time. And so it's hard to have to be the one that says yes or no so we pray about it you know just ask for guidance and all that and um 
But when you get to go into the room and tell people um, or surprise them as we've been trying to do now, it's visible. Like they walk in there just, you know, kind of upset. They don't know what the meeting's going to be about. And when we tell them like, hey, we're going to give you 20 grand for your IVF treatment, just seeing that like weight lifted off their shoulders, it's one of the best days ever. How many families to date have you guys helped? We've helped over 30, um, wow. but IVF is a 50-50 shot, mm -hmm. um, and that's the hard part too. There's no guarantees, so we have um, 14 babies born and 15, 16, and 17 are on the way, and we're going to do another. So how many families is that, though? That's a little over 30, so it's right around the right, 50. Right around 50. We're a little wow. above 50 percent, but it's yeah. right at that number, and yeah. that that's, you know, when you look at all the stats and you look at all the numbers and the things about IVF and the guys, the doctors, when they were telling us about when we were going through it, you know, they're like, oh, this, that, whatever, whatever, and chances of this and chances of that. And sometimes when you go through IVF for some of these couples, they may come out with one embryo, two, three, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, we came out with 32. No, 32 eggs. 32 eggs, which are then right. inseminated. So mm -hmm. you start out with 32, and then through the natural process of elimination, it just kind of keeps cutting down. Some survive, some don't. And they tell you as it's all going along, it's like, well, this one may have been a miscarriage around week two. This one may have done this. This one may have been birthed, but it may not have been fully healthy, like it was missing a chromosome. So you do, we did the, the genetic testing to try to figure all of that out to make sure that we were down to the perfect science of it all. And we had eight left over when it was all said and done from 32. Mm -hmm. So that's just amazing of the chances, how there's always chances on every little process that goes through with IVF. It's, it's insane the journey that, that that involves. What's it like to meet the babies once the families have gone through the whole journey and it's been successful? It's, you know, well, when, when they're older, it'll be more fun because they'll be like, we know how you started. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, people always ask that, like, oh, you know, because of the money you guys gave them, my child was like, no, we're just lucky to have great fans and sponsors and supporters. Like, we know what it was, but they're the ones that are enduring the journey. So it's just, it's amazing to see, and we know how much joy that Brexton is. So, you know, there's sometimes that we'll be doing something with him, we'll give each other that look, like, this is so cool. And then, like, wow, somebody else is going to get to experience this too, hopefully. So it's very, very rewarding. We just hope to keep growing it and helping more people. Um, my goal would be one day to go national, but, you know, baby steps. Are you got 60 from one I know. place now. How <laughs> I know. many are you going to get nationally? Maybe steps. I'll get there. Yeah. And maybe what would your final word be um, for all the mothers on Mother's Day who are celebrating and then those that maybe uh, one day will be as lucky as you? You know, I think I'm going to take this opportunity to just say for all the moms out there that are really trying. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I've been there. I know it's hard. I know this day isn't fun. Um, but just be there with your husband like love each other and know that through hard times, you know, miracles take a little bit of time, but they're worth it. If you would like to know more about the Bundle of Joy Foundation, visit KyleBushFoundation.org. Still to come on NASCAR Live, Brad Keselowski's crew chief, Paul Wolf, will be here. And later, I go face-to-face -face with Matt Kenseth. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all.
With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Programming update here for your NASCAR Live calendars. We're taking the show on the road. We're going to be at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina next weekend where different personalities from the NASCAR world basically hang up driving suits and headsets and hop in go-karts. And we always have a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. Come on out and have a blast. Brad Keselowski's crew chief, Paul Wolf will join us next to talk about restrictor plate racing at Charlotte. But first, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Coming up, we've got Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. But first, let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in the crew chief for Brad Keselowski at Team Penske. Paul Wolf is back on NASCAR Live. Paul, how are you? Welcome back. I'm not doing bad. Yourself? Uh, we, are, we are doing good. We are headed into the All-Star break and... Get ready to have some fun at Charlotte. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about Kansas, things you may have learned, some observations you may have had. I know that at times it was a struggle there on Saturday night. 14th place finish for you and the boys. Walk us through that night for you. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a challenge for sure. Um, the night started off well. We, we qualified well for, for uh, the race Saturday night and um, ran top five there in uh, – the first stage and um the start of stage two there um brad had radioed over that he he felt a tire chatter wasn't sure what it was and ran a few laps more and then he, he kind of was able to diagnose that uh he, he thought he had a loose wheel um and that point in the run um we were close to being able to connect it obviously way earlier than we wanted to pit but felt if we pitted at that point in the stage um we could make it to the end of that stage on fuel so uh we came in right away changed sure enough we had we had a loose uh, wheel so it was a good uh, good call on his part to come in unfortunately um the wheel was loose enough where it really beat up the, the wheel studs and um so the second wheel didn't last but i think another 10 laps and it was it was pretty bad again so um, multiple stops there under green, um, losing multiple laps and really took us all the way till the very end. Um, you know, we started seeing some of those crashes there and cautions were able to, to get back on the lead lap and, and salvage a 14th out of it. So, um, all in all, it could have been a lot worse, but, um, just a, uh, just a tough deal with, uh, you know, having that loose wheel and with, with everything going on pit road these days, it's, uh, we've been pretty good and, and I praise my pit crew. They've, they've done a great job to date. Um, you know, but we just had a, we had a little error there on Saturday night. Chatted with Paul Wolf, crew chief for Brad Keselowski headed off into the all-star break this weekend at Charlotte motor speedway. And a lot of things are going to be different. Paul, can you tell us what's going to be different about your race cars this weekend and the aero package that you're going to be utilizing for the all-star race? Yeah, there's a there's a lot different. Um, it's it's pretty unique, I'd say. I don't know that we've ever had anything like this. Um, it's like a mix between you know what we have now and speedway racing, uh, the best I can tell at the moment. And 
um, with, with, without any track testing and stuff. I think there's, there'll be a lot of unknowns, but, uh, basically, you know, for the most part, we're going to be running, you know, the same engine package, if you will, that, uh, we would run at Daytona or Talladega. So very restricted, um, lower horsepower. Um, but then on the aero side of it, uh, as you look at a speedway car that we would take the Daytona or Talladega, they're very, you know, low on downforce. Um, and we try to really, you know, keep, keep drag out of them uh, for that top speed. Uh, well, this package uh, that we're going to run here has is almost just the, the opposite. It's, it's got a lot of downforce. I wouldn't say double what we have now, but a good chunk more than what we have now, but it also uh, has a lot of drag in it. Um, so I would expect, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, the cars would, would, will drive very well. They'll be able to run wide open around the racetrack, which will, you know, keep the cars in a tight pack like we typically see at Daytona and Talladega. So, uh, with that being said, we're, we're trying to think through and come up with plans of different ideas that we're wanting to try mechanically, um, to, you know, get top speed out of these. You know, if, if they're running there around there wide open and it's not, necessarily as much handle handling limited as we would normally see at charlotte where you're lifting out of the gas um and and you have that off throttle time um it's going to drastically change the setup and type of packages that we will be able to to run there so um a lot of unknowns but uh, we're trying to prepare the best we can and and uh, hopefully uh we'll be able to put on an exciting race saturday night well, we appreciate the insight. Can't afford to, can't wait to see how this is going to turn out. Look forward to getting to Charlotte Motor Speedway Saturday night for the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race. And all the best in trying to take that checkered flag home there on Saturday. Yes, sir. Sounds good. I appreciate it. That's Paul Wolf, crew chief for Brad Keselowski and Team Penske. They are ready to roll for the Monster Energy All-Star Race coming up this Saturday night at Charlotte Motor Speedway. When we put the All-Star Race in the rear view, our sights turn to the week leading into the Coca-Cola 600. And part of that, eyes will be focused on the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And joining us, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and lead pit reporter for Motor Racing Network, Winston Kelly is back on NASCAR Live. Winston, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. It's good to be on with you, as always. I appreciate you having me. So a lot of pomp, a lot of circumstance around the All-Star Race, but there's also going to be a lot of pomp and a lot of circumstance at the NASCAR Hall of Fame when we find out the next five that will get inducted into the Hall this coming January. What is the state of things right now at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? What are you guys working on, and what are you preparing for as we approach the vote that's coming up next week? Well, in addition to the vote, one of the things that uh, we're installing actually later on this week and will be uh, out for folks to see is Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last ride, his Exalta ride from Miami, and we're also going to have behind it a great graphics of all of his what is now Monster Energy Cup Series wins, many of his what was then Bush Series wins, his two championships, and working with uh, the folks at JR Motorsports about getting a number of his uniforms and helmets and things like that to be in a case in our race week area. So that's the newest highlight that we're excited about getting installed into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And then later on this summer, as the Cars 3 exhibit comes out, we're going to be installing an exhibit on 1948, this being the 70th year of NASCAR's formation. We're going to highlight that very first year of 1948. Now, a lot of folks are not going to be able to wait to see that. Yours truly included. And uh, we like it when you have different exhibits and put different things on display. And I know that 
Dale Earnhardt Jr. being the fan favorite that he is. A lot of folks will be turning out to to check that out. We got a vote coming next week. We have a list of eligible individuals that uh, everybody's going to convene in a room, cast their votes. Those uh, votes will be counted and we'll know the names of the next five coming up next week. What is that process like? When does that process begin? And enlighten the folks what is detailed and entailed in that process. Well, the process starts in February when a group of folks is called the nominating committee that NASCAR has assimilated of 24 people. We met in Daytona Beach the Friday before the Daytona 500 and had a discussion and debate about the candidates. Uh, the 15 who were on the ballot last year, they do not automatically transfer over. We talk about them, and you know, there's a discussion, should anybody maybe be replaced with other folks? Uh, it's not been the case that that's happened. So we had five new nominees that came to light with the other 15. So we've got 20 people on the list uh, that was announced on NBCSN back in the March time frame. Then we've got the fan vote that's going on. We're the only Hall of Fame that the fans can actually participate. They can go to NASCARHall.com, click on, and vote for the five that they feel like should go in. Those top five vote-getters, that counts as one vote. So, you know, a fan club can't stuff the ballot, if you will, but that's one vote that goes along with the other 59 people who will gather next Wednesday, May the 23rd, to discuss and debate these 20 individuals. Uh, then the votes will be cast, and we're the only Hall of Fame that actually votes, announces at the location where they'll be inducted, and where the fans can go. So the fans can be here next Wednesday. The announcement will be between 5 and 6. It should be around the 5.30 time frame, but encourage people to get to the NASCAR Hall of Fame earlier, spend the day here with us, but hang around, see some of the legends of the sport who are already Hall of Famers, and see the announcement of the class of 2019 next Wednesday afternoon around 5.30. Well, we appreciate the time. How can folks keep up with all the doings of the NASCAR Hall of Fame if they're heading in town for race week? Make it simple, nascarhall.com. You can find out everything you can, or you can just call myself. No, let's just say stick with nascarhall.com. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give that number out. Appreciate the time. We look forward to seeing you this weekend, Winston. All, all my pleasure, Mike, and I look forward to it myself. All right, that's Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, lead pit reporter for Motor Racing Network giving us the details about what we can expect next week when we find out the next five that will be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Coming up, we're going face-to-face with Matt Kenseth, and coming up later, we'll preview this weekend's Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. We go face-to-face with Matt Kenseth next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
Continuing on along with this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're joining us here this week. Over the weekend at Kansas, I had a chance to sit down with Matt Kenseth. He's made his return to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series by running the KC Masterpiece 400 at Kansas. Before the weekend, I had a chance to talk with him about that return and what he's been up to ever since he left the car at Homestead Miami Speedway last fall. I would like to introduce the new driver uh, of the Jack Roush number six Ford, NASCAR champion Matt Kinson. What in that last six months have you been able to reconnect with and, and experience with the family that you otherwise would not have if you've been in a race car? Oh, uh, just um, just weekend events. You know, gymnastics that you have on weekends or basketball games or um, even some school events that, that happen on Fridays that I've always had to miss. So um, mostly things like that. What about rebonding with the family? I know that the toll is is a lot on a family, but, you know, Katie and the kids sometimes come with you, sometimes they don't. Have you noticed that there are things outside of what we just discussed that, that you've missed as far as just maybe small things like going to get ice cream or taking the kids to, the, to school and, and the drop-off line and all that? Yeah, I mean, that's stuff I've always done, but certainly, um, you know, being home on weekends is is a lot different feel than, than not being home on weekends, you know, because the, the rest of the world changes, right? I mean, everybody's not in work. There's there's things to do in town. There's just, you know, everything's just different, you know, on weekends. So um, certainly that was the hardest part about coming back is because, uh, you know, the last six months have probably been the best six months of my life, to be honest with you, and I've, I've really enjoyed all that, and that's probably the biggest thing that gave me pause and kind of took a while to to put this together and decide whether you're going to do it or not do it is just because it's been uh, um, it's just been so good at home and so enjoyable and, and you hate missing any of those moments um, you know certainly starting later in the year and with a limited schedule and school almost being out I, I probably won't miss a lot of them um, this year but there's still a certain amount of them you miss and um, it's a lot of fun to be part of that. You just mentioned the decision process about thinking about whether or not you wanted to do it or not when you first got the offer to drive this race car how long did it take you to be okay yeah let's go ahead and do this ah uh, yeah that's a tough question to answer because it was a little bit of a moving target there's there it looked um it 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 looked a lot different a lot of different times until it turned into what it turned into really so um you know that that's um that's a that's a hard question to answer you know we we had some dialogue for you know for quite some time and um you know so it it probably took a while for both ends to to get it all worked out i'm sure part of that was when you left roush fenway to go to joe gibbs racing i think we can put jack roush in the category of not necessarily pleased with that decision uh he didn't want to let you go and he didn't want to lose you to toyota if there was an icing between the two of you it would have been justifiable i mean we know how jack feels about other manufacturers how long did it take for that ice to thaw, and how long did it take things to not necessarily get back to the way they used to be, but at least get back to, hey, I see value in you. I want to see you come drive my race car. Uh, you know, that's a better question for Jack than, than it is for me, really. But I feel like, um, you know, as of today, we're probably in a better place than we were when I raced there in a way. I mean, but... We haven't been in racetrack um, really yet, so I, you know it's hard to. Uh, we got to manage expectations a little bit. You know, I think uh, um, he's looking for the performance to pick up immediately, and and I am too. Uh, but but the fact is, we haven't really raced yet. And we're not really sure where that where that's going to be. You have a sporadic schedule throughout the rest of the season, and I know you don't like to go long term and think long term. But if you were asked 
if you wanted another full-time opportunity, and that was with Roush Fenway Racing. Is that something you would give strong consideration to? Uh, you know, that's all. Um, I haven't looked that far ahead. I mean, my goals um, are to try to make the organization better, try to get the six car running better, uh, try to help the 17 car. Um, you know, short of that, I haven't I haven't looked much past here the next few weeks, to be honest with you, until we kind of kind of know what's all going on, see if I truly am an asset or not. Like, there, there's a lot of lot of moving pieces to that. So, um, haven't really looked that far ahead yet. That's my visit with Matt Kenseth over the weekend in Kansas. Unfortunately, his race ended with a crash and a 36th place finish. But as for Kevin Harvick, it was win number five on the season. We haven't had that type of domination in a long time. And for more on that, here's our Woody Kane. Truex and Harvick. Here's Harvick. High, wide, and handsome into three. Letting rip. Harvick now from the top of turn four. Exiting turn number four, Kevin Harvick. He's got two car links on Martin Truex Jr. Checkered flag in the air. And for the fifth time this year, Kevin Harvick wins in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. It was just one of those weekends where we're just doing a great job. Everybody... Everybody is just so detail-oriented right now, and, and I feel like we're, we're playoff racing on a weekly basis, and, and if you're going to win a bunch of races, that's what you have to do. Kevin Harvick has been on a tear in 2018. He's racked up five wins and only 12 races, and when he isn't in victory lane, he's generally finishing in the top five. Only three times he hasn't, and one of those, he scored a seventh-place finish. Yeah, now it feels like a game. You know, it, re it really does because of the fact that you want to see how many races you can win, you want to see how many laps you can lead, and, and we know that we're riding a momentum wave that is hard to come by, and you need to capitalize on it as many times as you can because it may never come again. I've never had it in my career, and I've been doing this for 18 years. You know, these, these moments are not something that happens very often, and, and now you need to go put every detail into a car like you're racing for a championship race at Homestead every week because it just has that, that special feel to it. Many NASCAR fans might be thinking, has any driver ever done this much this soon before? Well, the answer is yes, but it's been more than two decades, and the name might be familiar. And Jeff Gordon will score the win. It is Gordon leading the way by a car length over Ernie Irvin. Jeff Gordon now with a healthy advantage of well over two seconds over the second place car of Jeff Bodine. And Jeff Gordon will win his 10th victory. By this point in 1997, Gordon also had five wins. He would go on to win 10 races that year and the second of his four championships. If history repeats itself, Harvick seems to be on a similar track. 10 wins and a second championship. It is definitely looking that way, Woody. Thank you so much. Coming up, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history and look forward to this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's fast, he's bobbly, and he's only at Advance Auto Parts. He's the Jimmy Johnson bobblehead you can get when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil at Advance Auto Parts now through May 30th. Also through May 30th, get five quarts of full synthetic motor oil and any Purolator Boss filter for $32.99. Advance Auto Parts, where oil is priced like it should be. Limit five oil change specials per customer. See store for details. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for tuning us in this week on NASCAR Live. Coming up, we'll preview this weekend's Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race at Charlotte. But first, it's time to take a look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. This week, we start in 1994. After eight years, NBC Television aired its final episode of L.A. Law. In the news, former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis passed away in New York City. And NASCAR was racing on the road course at Sears Point Raceway in Sonoma. Ernie Irvin started from the pole and dominated the Save Mart 300. For the last time under high speed, he flashes beneath the Winston Cup Series bridge and heads now under some degree of bank of breaking into turn number 11. Ernie Irvin just biding his time. He'll trail in behind the Hutt Strickland automobile. And for the second time in six years, the Sears Point checkers will belong to a Californian. Ernie Irvin of Modesto, California, pads his Winston Cup lead to 40 points as he wins the Save Mart 300. Next up on our journey is this week in 1999. The Backstreet Boys just released their third studio album called Millennium. The box office, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, opened in theaters. And NASCAR was at Richmond International Raceway. Dale Jarrett took the lead late and held on to win the Pontiac Excitement 400. Doesn't have to worry about a whole lot of pressure again. Mark Martin is about seven car lengths behind him. Here's TJ going by Ricky Rudd, falling in behind Terry Labonte off turn four for the final time. First win of 1999 for Dale Jarrett. He comes to the start-finish line, takes the checkered flag, leads the final 31 laps to score the win in the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond. And we end this week in 2004. Kenny Chesney has the number one country album with When the Sun Goes Down. Final episode of Frasier aired to an audience of 33 million on NBC. And again, NASCAR was at Richmond. Dale Earnhardt Jr. ran away with his third win of the season in the Chevy American Revolution 400. Everything gets hotter when the sun goes down. Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the final time, coming back into turn number two, sliding down to the inside lane of the racetrack. Kevin Harvick gets back around him, not pushing the issue as Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes off the end of the back straightaway looking for the checkered flag. Dale Earnhardt Jr. works his way off turn number four. The checkered flag is waving as he brings it home here at Richmond tonight and wins. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, we're racing at Charlotte. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race. And with a preview, here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. NASCAR's Elite takes center stage this week for the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. One of the top stories heading to the 1.5-mile oval is the rollout of a new aero package, tested last year by the Xfinity Series at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Four-time All-Star winner Jimmy Johnson doesn't mind executing the new configuration for the all-money, no-points clash. You know, I feel the All-Star Race is a great place to test things, and I'm happy to see NASCAR using that environment and, and also uh, the Speedway willing to allow that to happen. Um, and talking to the Xfinity guys that ran the package at, at Indy, I think Indy might might serve that package better with the long straightaways to be able to take advantage of the, the way the arrow works on the car. But let's try. I mean, why not? There, there's, there's really nothing to lose. And um, if, it might not be the package we love and want, but I'm sure it'll get us a step closer. And we'll, we'll continue to evolve, um, largely because so many people are willing to, to take this chance at the All-Star Race. Defending All-Star winner Kyle Busch remains hesitant about the restrictor plate, ducting, and six-inch spoiler that comprise the new package. I'm not a particular fan of it, but, um, you know, we certainly do need to, to orchestrate some better racing at, at mile-and-a-half tracks, uh, particularly Charlotte. For some reason, it's just 
I'm not a particular fan of of slowing the uh, the lead car down um, and and bringing that guy back to the rest of the field. But if that's what's going to create some action and some closer racing, then uh, then so be it. 2017 All-Star pole sitter and runner-up Kyle Larson keeps a positive outlook on the unique Arrow Trial. I don't really know what to expect. You know, I felt like it at Indy last year with Xfinity. I think it's somewhat similar package to what they ran. The racing um, on TV came across better, so I think we'll have the same effect probably for the Cup Series at Charlotte. I don't think it'll be any more exciting for us in the seat because it'll be a lot slower, but I think it'll come across on TV and, and in the grandstands. Still seeking his first all-star win, Martin Truex Jr. figures nothing ventured, nothing gained. I think for us, it's probably a great thing. We've typically always sucked really bad in the all-star race for whatever reason, and then come back the next week and figured it out, you know, and, and just between in that week of, you know, okay, we ran terrible. How do we come back and, and fix it? Um, you know, even last year, you know, the last two years, we run so good in the 600, but yet we can't figure out how to have good speed for the all-star race. So I think it's good for us, you know, just come in and do something different and uh, try out the new package, see what it what it can deliver, and hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be a heck of a show. The green flies over the Monster Energy Open, followed by the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race this Saturday night at Charlotte Motor Speedway just after 6 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 5. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. The all-star break has arrived. New aerodynamic package restrictor plates. We'll see how it all shakes out under the lights there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Our time is up for this week, my friends. Our thanks to Kyle and Samantha Bush for joining us. Also, Matt Kenseth, Noah Gregson, Winston Kelly, and Paul Wolf. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY.